Welcome to Art Everywhere, where uh, we interview artists, we talk about art and stuff. So today my guest is a good friend, Evan San Juan, also known as at Diosa Vibes on uh, the gram. So what's up, bro? How you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah. Oh, I already asked that earlier, but you know, now we're going live, so... As always, you got producer Mario. We are Sacramento. Shout out. And shout out to The Loft for uh, providing the digs here. So, yeah, here we go. Space. And also, uh, you know, Oak Park for got some dope-ass beer. We're out here in uh, Oak Park just shooting the shit. That's what we do. So, what's up with you? This is your time of year. Yes, it's fucking it Halloween. Is. What's uh spooky season? Spooky season. You've been talking about spooky season for like two months, dude. I've been watching the uh, gram for like, like for like ten years. I've been talking <laughs> about spooky season. Uh, yeah, no, this is my time. This is like my resurgence kind of period where I start thinking about new art, new concepts, and start looking and reflecting on you know where I started in the beginning of the year, and then where can I kind of like shape and mold you know, the art that I have now and how do I translate that? Yeah. So like for those who don't know, like you do everything. I do. You do everything. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's go back to be, to the beginning. Like where does, where does your art come from? Like where did, where did all this, how did you figure out you were an artist and what were the signs that you missed growing up that you realized later on? Like, Oh, it's cause I'm a fucking artist. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've been drawing since I could hold a pencil. Um, you know, one thing I got excited about was those like busted ass, whack ass, like melt in the car, like art kits <laughs> that have like all of the color <laughs> pencils and the pens and the markers with like the drawing ta- tablet, like inside it. Those were like gold. Like, to like me the ones from kid. Ross that have like 83 pieces for <laughs> fucking and a sharpener bucks. that like doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nothing fits in it, or it literally just like breaks off as soon as you try to write with oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have those. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been drawing ever since I was a kid. It was really just kind of a, a means of like an escape. Um, you know, with my parents, I did grow up in a divorced family um, and a blended family. But um, you know, as a child, that was sort of my outlet. Um, it made me feel in control. It makes me feel in control of um, the world that's in my head. If I feel like I can't control the things around me, at least I can control something in it. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, so yeah. it was, I, I didn't realize that that's how I could reclaim my power. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. When you had asked, you know, when did you like miss the signs? It's just like, wow, I, any, not everyone has this gift that I do. You know, because like always, I don't know if you as a kid were, you know, you show your project to your parents and they're like, holy shit, how did you do that? You no, know? no, no, no. I never showed my parents anything. Oh, yeah, but I come me, from that I house. was just always like, hey, look at this. And they're just like, holy shit, like, that's so good. Like, how'd you do that? And same with like friends. Like, yeah, can you draw this for me? Can you do this? I'm like, oh, you know, it's like, man, why can't I get paid for this? Like, as a kid, it's like, you think about those kind of things. Like, you know, when they ask like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, not a lot of us were asked, like, what kind of problems do you want to solve when you grow up? You know, it's not about. What I don't you know any be. kids who are asked those kind of yeah, questions. Yeah. So, you know? I mean, yes, it's it's coming out, you know, 31 years later, but, you know, better, you know, now than never. And that's, you know, the kind of example that I want to show my kids um, that they're not meant to fit into the world. It's the world that's going to have to adjust to them. Yeah. Like, I. 
Because a lot of people, you know, you know, growing up, I guess, in the 90s, like someone who was an artist was, you know, that's just a lucrative job. You know, they'll never make it. And look at all these people. Or like, or if you're in a, a certain neighborhood, if you draw and if you're not drawing like tough guy stuff, they're like, what is that dude gay? Yeah. Is that a gay dude? Like, you know yeah, I mean? like because was- this is such a quote unquote male dominated industry that it's like, why does that have to apply to what you see and how you see the world? Yeah, it's yeah. your interpretation of something you have a concept of or even that you're not sure of. So it's like, how are you to tell me that that's wrong? You know, everybody I know who's fucking cool comes from like some fucking fucked up shit. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know anybody who's like happy who creates a really great art piece. Uh, like they, they, they stay, might be out stay there. Stay tuned for season two of what's going on with my <laughs> art because... You guys are about to get some gold. <laughs> oh, nice. Dude. Um, you know, and I think, yes, that's what it stems from, you know, being able to contrast, you know, such the ugly world that we live in. We're not living in a world that's getting any less scarier, you know, for people like us, people that are black, indigenous, people of color, people that are parents, um, people that are artists. Um, I really feel like we are, um, I guess, uh, not struggling. We're not struggling, but... It is hard to maintain this narrative when the media paints us as something to be skipped over and swept under the rug. You know. See, I think I think all that's like changing now. I think yeah, now, that's I why think I'm now saying, it's, you know, it's almost it's, the opposite. I think now yeah. they're almost like pandering to people of color. Like they're like Hollywood is pumping out like disingenuous shit. Mm-hmm. Like every like every um, like every show has has to have like three tokens who have like three lines they come in they walk in the door and they say something sassy or they say something cool and then then they're like gone and then they show up they're like the roommate or whatever or the main character is a woman of color then everybody else is white yeah and super good looking and unrelatable it's like literally they took like like seasoning and we're just like (laughs) Like, yeah, okay, just, like, we just sprinkled, sprinkled it in. a little bit. We got it. You know, but, it's like, no, that's not like how those, we're represented, though. Yeah, and those, you know? and those characters that they have, like, they're, like, tertiary characters, but they're really loud. Yes. So it's like they're, they, they sprinkle them in when they need. And then the uh, fact that it's satired, it's like, you know, that's the narrative that I yeah, want to change like, is that we're not I mean, that's why this, <laughs> represented I, I think that's by why one this, image. Yeah, dude. And, and I think that's why, like, podcasts, like, when you see a podcast, you see it's those people. And you can smell the bullshit. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like look, I, 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 <laughs> I uh, last week I had uh, Danilo and Raúl here, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a great podcast. But you know, I could tell there was a little bit of nerves, and I said, "Listen, no one's gonna hear this but my mom." <laughs> and that's when I, and that's after I explained to her what a podcast is. <laughs> she's like, "Who's what Dude, is this?" She meme? literally had no idea what a podcast was. <laughs> okay, okay, what is this mean? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> you're she's like, like this wait. is my job. She's like, mom. "Son, are you on the?" <laughs> She's like, son, are you on the radio? Do you have a radio show? I go, no, mom, I have a podcast. She's like, what's that? And I was like, it's on your on your phone. There's an app for the podcast. She's like, do I have it? I'm like, yeah, it comes with your phone. She's like, I didn't download it. I go, no, no, it comes with your phone. It's a thing. It's like the radio, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's like, like internet when you're radio. To, like have your parents like take a picture of you, and they're like, oh my god, where's the button? You're like, where it's been for the last sixty years, <sighs> like. But you know, God, God bless her. Mom's gonna yes. listen. Hi, mom. I'm glad you figured it out. You're, you know, it's the. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. So don't feel bad, mom. I love you. Thank you for listening. 
And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's this thing now where I think we now control how we're seen. Yes. You Ultimately, know I mean? we're in control of what and who has access to that information because of social media, because of the advances of technology. Um, I think that is the best in our favor because now, you know, I feel like just, I don't know if I get into like that crazy, like meme of Charlie with the conspiracy theories, but it's like, you know, the, the more back doors we find as artists and people who are naive artists like me who don't have any formal training or, you know, formal background or art classes that I'm self-taught that, you know, I somehow don't deserve the life that someone who has an art degree you know, it's like yeah. they put you in this box saying that this is how you do it. It's like, no, that is not that is not how you do it. Well, there's it's what applies to that artist and how they get there. Like, who are you to hold merit over that? You know, I feel like uh, the established art scene, like if you go to like san francisco or you go to anywhere where the paintings are like you know eighty thousand dollars for some shitty painting it's like it's just about people just showing how much money they have and who they know and all that shit and it's like dude that's why like the people the first few guests that i've had you know you being one of them are people who are trying to put people on mm -hmm. i mean like people who said i'm going this direction and I want to bring people with me. Yes. Who's coming? You know what I mean? That's that's, I feel that's what like it is. Jim Brewer and Half Baked when he's just like, who's coming, <laughs> who's coming with, with me, me, man? Yeah, like, dude. I'm not gonna do what you think I'm gonna do. Flip out. I might, but I want you guys to come with me. Yeah, but dude, it's 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 true, man. It's like now we have the opportunity to, um, especially Sacramento, because it doesn't really have that fucking snooty art scene. It, it does. It, yeah, it's but it, it's but it's not the San Francisco, it's no. not the LA, it's, it's not yeah, the it's New not York. It's not Bay Area, it's not LA. It's, it's, it's not Sacramento. It's, it's not. And and the thing is, it's like uh, I think that the scene finds a balance at some point. Yes. And the thing is, like right now, the first thing to, the first thing that like really pops in a city is the art. And thankfully, since the arena went up the city has started growing and the art scene has grown along with it. And I think like right now, everyone's kind of finding what the style of the city is. You know how you have to paint for a while? You mm -hmm. have to draw for mm -hmm. a while? You have to do this stuff before you develop a style. Yeah. And I think Sacramento is kind of doing that. And it's, and it's cool to be, I don't want to say on the ground level because people who've been doing it for 20 years here are going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. But, but <laughs> I mean, but being a, being in a position to ride the wave. Yes. Like I feel so lucky to be in a position to ride the wave. Yeah. You know, of like I was saying as a, you know, a little girl, it's like, Oh, how come everybody else can't do what I do? Like I just did it like this, you know? So it's like, not everybody has these talents and these gifts that we've, been able to mold and constantly evolve, you know, looking, cause you already know that's the whole inside project of ink between the lines is I wanted to see where people's art started too. you know, what inspired them? What caught your eye as a kid, you well, know, well, explain, explain what ink between the lines is. Cause 
Yeah, so as you know, it's our art collective I run here in SAC. Um, these are artists of all walks of life, um, all different beliefs, um, but all contribute differently and uniquely to the art world. That's where we all intersect. Um, I wanted to do a cross-study to show that regardless of your socioeconomic status, we have all intersected here right now in this time, and that we can change the trajectory of our lives. Like how you said, we've been through some fucked up shit. We've seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude. you know, the fact that we can still come outside of ourselves and translate that and turn it into art, you know, basically painting our paint. It's literally like a secret code that only other people could read. When you look at art, you're just like, I get it. You know, when or, you or totally opposite, like relate or, to a or, piece. Or, or you don't. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, when somebody, uh, sometimes art is pushed. And yeah. it's like, and that's the thing. I don't it's get it. Like, the most, like, frustrating, like, major you can have because it's so subjective. Yeah, and, and it's like, you know, I think people wait for for artists to be, um, like, famous before they yes. want their shit. Yeah. And it's like, hey, dude, like, sometimes, you know, maybe after a couple of beers or something, I'll tell people, hey, buy my shit while you can afford it. <laughs> buy my shit well, while you can true. afford it. Like, dude, like, or, or like art trades, like, with my friends. Like, hey, dude, like, fucking let's trade some shit. Like, you got some shit? I got some shit? Like, what are we going to trade? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, what did we trade? We traded something. Uh, oh, the light ring. Remember you gave yes. me the, the ring light with the little yes. thing? That finally just broke. The little clamp. Damn it. It, like, unscrewed it because run, it's like though. a double. Dude, it had a fucking great run. I hung it, like, on the top of the, the canvas, mm -hmm. like, where the stretcher board is on the top stretcher board on, for all my paintings since you gave it to me. Yes. And I gave you that little Morrissey. Yes. Yes. That was a fucking fun art trade, dude. And then, like, the, your engagement photos, oh, your wedding, wedding photos. photos. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so, we'll, we'll tell people about that, too, because you're, you're a hell of a photographer. Yeah. So, I mean, you you guys really helped kickstart that. I don't know if you know that. Oh, uh, um, I don't know. I think you're being too kind. Oh, no. Well, well dude, look. I, I was like this. I'm like, look. We could get somebody who fucking charges a bunch of money and who's really good and at the end of the day doesn't really want to it's a job yeah it's a job you know it's just a job and i'm like look if we're dude it was covid times so we literally like we only invited like the immediate family and my godparents yeah. and my granny that's it. Like no other answer uncles, like nobody. I'm sure some feelings got hurt and I'm sorry, Theos Diaz, who you know, you didn't get an invitation. But I'm just saying we we couldn't we, we couldn't do it. We literally couldn't do it. They wouldn't allow more than twenty people in the venue uh for, for the chapel. And you know, we're like, we're, well who who are we gonna bring along, dude? Who are we gonna bring along? That's such a huge and then I was decision. Like, what, I'm like, well, what about Evan? Because we had other we had other friends and some of them are good photographers and we're like Look, Evan's a mom. She's making her living doing art. Like, what the fuck are we doing? She's fucking awesome. Let's bring her along. Let's go. Let's tell her. Let's go. So Vicky was like, all right. And, you know, and we, dude, we couldn't pay you much, dude, but. It was enough know, just the experience. It was, it, I, I was paid an experience. See, that's the difference between me and other people is like when I first did this artist call, it was 
pay me 10 bucks or pay me with your time. Pay me with your contribution to this. You know, pay me with your energy and attention to it with me. You know, I wasn't always about money. <laughs> and that's what I love, that my friends support me endlessly. That's something anyone could ask for. Um, and that's why I recruited you guys all specifically. These are people we worked with and showcased with. They've You guys have playdates with my kids. Like, you know, you guys have watched my kids so I could go to work, so I could go to school. You know, it's more. You guys are like family. To, it's It would feel weird not to have you guys in my life. So it's like I had to think of a way to give back to you guys, to everybody that's ever helped me, has ever given advice, you know, a shoulder to cry on, you know, help with my kids, you know, or just me in general. Like, what? That's fucking family. Like, it's, well, that's... Well, dude, look. I love my kids, dude. I fucking love them. They're the lights of my life, dude. They are, and I need a fucking break from time. I fucking need a break, dude. So Yeah, like, so that's why I wanted to come together and bring this collective of like-minded people. Yeah, dude. Like-minded parents, like-minded artists, where it is a safe space for us, where it is a place where we can decompress, where we can express these feelings without... Well, you got you you got quite an eclectic group in the group chat. It's like I don't contribute much. I just I just read the shit. I'm like, all right. What well, even on? that, it's on? just rad. You yeah, know dude, what I'm saying? To like, have that that you got musicians, powerhouse. Like you got musicians like Btron. Yeah, we have musicians. We have tattoo artists. We have a tattoo model here in Potter, Sacramento. Pottery makers. Yeah, we have a girl who does resin pour, um, pyrography. Uh, pyrography. We, Sounds like fire and writing. Like what's what's that? Yeah, it's like wood wood burning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I mean I dabble into all of those things and you know, that's the best part of this job is that it's so customizable, it's so creative, it's it helps with my artist block, it helps with my depression, it helps with well, my you, anxiety. You know, this is something I look forward to. I've never been able to honestly and openly say that i love my job well too like what what did what and are the shitty jobs like what are some job. of the shitty jobs you've had that you're just oh. like you know what i'm so glad i don't do that shit anymore i mean food service i worked at the mall i worked at hot topic i was a mall goth <laughs> emo scene kid you know i worked there at the peak of emo scene kids i was there when uh twilight just came out on oh, dvd oh my god and hot topic was having a release party this was at the solano hot topic <laughs> There was like 400 Malgoths and like 10 gay guys just waiting outside, ready to get how, this like guys, cut out of Edward. I'm like, I don't even have to watch this movie. I know vampires do not sparkle. Okay. <laughs> like I grew up on like interview with the vampire, like I'll drain you. Yeah, all that like, shit. Like real vampire you know, movies. Like, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like we even had Antonio Banderas in that movie. Like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Bite yeah. you fool. Like, come on. Like, that's what I grew up on. So it's like. Yeah, you know, Edward, from dusk till uh, dawn, all that. Like, I grew that, up on all but of that. that. Was so it's like a, to see a vampire sparkle, it just hurts a little. Like, it just hurts a little. It was, it was like a, uh, it was just like a soap opera. <laughs> it was just a soap opera where people get bitten and shit. Well, that's how I felt about Walking Dead. I'm like, oh, this is Never now seen a it. soap opera. Never seen it. I don't blame you. I'm not mad I just, at it. Well, I'm not mad at you. You know, I, I just, I Because I, I know I some it. people would be, but I'm not. 
Yeah, I, I missed it. So, like, at the height of all that, I wasn't even around. Like, I literally just catched up, uh, caught up on uh, You, season three. Oh, dude. Vicky loves that shit. Oh, dude. Dude. If she ever wants to come on here and talk about it, like, I'm so for oh, it. Dude, listen. I, <laughs> I, I try watching those shows, and it's just one of those things where it's like, oh like they just but it's use... so hollywood because you're just like oh my god this would not happen well, <laughs> like... well not not just that it's just so formulaic it's like i like i just got to hold my peace while she watches the show and i just kind of go okay and she'll watch it her and yesenia they'll watch See, it happy wife happy life guys and I, take I, notes and they'll be like oh my god make you sure think gonna... and then like well what did you think about that i'm like <sighs> what did you think about it i'm like that's what i thought oh dude i'll just be like well you know i mean it's you know it's joe what do you do it's fucking joe fucking <laughs> joe joe be you know killing motherfuckers and, and texting back like and texting back like come oh, on dude ladies do not settle for less no, but that shit's overrated dude texting if joe back. can dispose of bodies and text you back yeah but the, dude, what do look, we need from but, the store but, but you got to remember <laughs> that joe has a team of writers writing this shit so you know i Dude, look, there was a time, look, there was a time when, when Vicky used to, look, and I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. Like, there was a time when Vicky used to be like, why couldn't you be more like, you know, like, like Jim from the office, like Jim and Pam, Jim is such a sweet, I said, Hey, Jim's got Girl. a team of fucking writers writing his every line. It's just Girl, me. It's not genuine. He's yeah, such I, a fake. Yeah. I got a fucking GED, dude. I got a fucking GED. Like, I don't have that kind of writing, bro. I don't have that kind of writing team. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just, it's just hard. And at least, but he, it, that was a great show. The Office was. was a great fucking show. It was. Uh, you. I'm kind of at the point where Michael like starts his own paper company. Oh, the Michael Scott paper company yeah. is amazing, dude. I, he's I think like, I think I bought I think I bought Vicky for her uh, birthday one year. I think I bought her a, a Michael Scott paper paper company shirt because it's a deep cut. And every once in a while, I'll see one. I'll be like Michael Scott paper paper company, and they'll go ah. People will be like, ah, like, yeah, you get it. You know, you know, or Shroot Farms. Like, yes. you know, it's like the deep cut or Scrantonicity. That was the best one. I saw oh, a guy with the God. Scrantonicity shirt and I was like, Scrantonicity. And they were like, fuck yeah. I was like, ah, these fucking guys. This I is, mean, honestly, we all have related to Andy, like having like a mental like breakdown at work, like snapping on somebody. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Yeah, if but you've Andy, ever worked but, in retail, food oh, service. Dude. I worked uh, at Costco. I came from the medical field before this, so yeah. Dude, I worked at Costco where in Elk Grove where like people just show up and they just like expect you to jump through hoops. And then when you tell them like, oh, we don't have that hoop to jump through, they go, <laughs> like what? what <laughs> and they roll their eyes. You could hear their fucking oh, eyes rolling. Yeah. And they fucking... I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of here. And then you got to be nice. You got to be nice. The customer is not always right. The, I found I will it's tell the opposite. You that, the customers like, are often twice. The lie detector determined that was a lie. That was a fucking lie, dude. Fuck that. Like, what's the, someone's like, what's the biggest lie you've been told? I said that the customer's <laughs> always right. Uh, dude. Like, I, when I used to work at, t I worked at, so when I was pregnant with Lucas, I worked three jobs. <sighs> I was a daycare provider in the morning, like 7.30 to about 3.30. And then I went to an after-school art program. I was an after-school art teacher, and I taught for another hour or two. And where was this? This was in Vacaville. I lived in Vacaville at the time. Ooh. And I paid, you know what? I paid $7.95 for a 2-1. Isn't that insane? 
In 2011. In Vacaville? In 2011, bro. In Vacaville? Yes. Across from Andrews Park. Isn't that crazy? The Dragon Park, in case you guys don't know the name of the park, but it's the Dragon Park with the big green-ass dragon in the front. Yeah. That's the park I'm talking. I used to live right across the street from there. It was so dope. I I lived in Vacaville, but I wasn't... uh... I wasn't there. I lived in <laughs> Solano. When people say Solano. Oh, I lived, at, I lived at Solano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so. I was born in the Bay Area, so I grew up in Fairfield. So, but is moving, Fairfield the Bay Area? It is. You know what? It's 707. Uh, you know what? I was born at Kaiser uh, in Vallejo on the hill. Okay, know? so you can, you can say that. You say I was born in the Bay Area, but... You know, it's... You know what? You know, uh, here's the thing. In the, when you're in the Bay Area, you don't see... Uh, Trump flags. No. But you go to you go to Vacaville, you go to Fairfield. You go to Fair Oaks, bro. Bro, I work in Fair Oaks. Yeah. Well, you already know. You oh, already bro. know we scare people. Oh. Like <laughs> Oh, not me. I'm I'm really Like, jolly. ma'am, my my tattoos cost more than your purse. See, Please you can't see down. any of my tattoos, so that people just think I'm a Home Depot Mexican when I wear a, a fucking flannel yeah. and shit. People just think I'm a hard working fella. You know, I'm that kind of Mexican, you know, like hey, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, but, that's but yeah, it's a little it's it's weird because Sacramento is kind of in the middle of just rural California. Yeah. I didn't realize, like, I mean, moving here because I moved here 2018. So I haven't been here that long. So there's still parts of Sacramento like I really haven't seen or been to. Because when people are like, oh, have you been here? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I'm not from here. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, wait, shit, am I not supposed to say that? Like, oh. <laughs> well, everyone's a transplant these days. I, yeah. Like, and all of us are transplants. We're, yeah. all, we're all from somewhere else. But, you know, that's, that's the thing about Sacramento. It's, it's got so much life injected into it. The diversity here is nice. I do, it, it's I do really cool. like that about Sacramento because it, it is, I mean, it's trying to be like a mini LA Bay Area, but... It's not going to be like but the Bay it, Area. But it's where got its own it's, flavor. It's, yeah. It's, it's definitely got yeah. its own flavor. And, and I think part of that is because um, there's so many conservatives around that there's like a balance mm-hmm. to the whole town. So it's like, you know, there's... there's. It's like that meme. It's like, if you don't look like somebody the church would burn 400 years ago, like, are you even doing it right? Yeah. And, and Sacramento has like a good mix. Like you go to the Bay Area and it's almost like, it's like... People are like, how liberal can you be? Like, I'm, I'm going to be the most liberal. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's a little, it's a little Berkeley, yeah. yeah, Berkeley, dude. It's like, ah, shut up, dude. It's, it's hard, man. It's hard. Like, you, Berkeley, yeah. yeah, Berkeley students. Uh, hey, man, I love them. God bless them. But you know, it's, it's, it's a roll of the dice, man, because it's just there's no again, there's no balance. So whenever some anything's out of balance, one way or the other. It's it, it just becomes like fucking uh, everyone just patting each other on the dick. You know what I mean? It was, it's a dick patting contest. Whereas like Sacramento has like people who are going to tell you, I don't like that, which makes you go, well, let's see what they don't like. And then you start looking for shit and, you know, there might be some things that you don't like when you look at it from somebody else's perspective. So oh, yeah. th- that's the that's the. I part mean, it's of comprehension. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's like, how can you? It's like, how have you formulated anything about yourself without having to decipher from different categories that you like about something? Yeah. Like, how, how can you just say, okay, that's fine, you don't like it, okay? Nobody asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, be an asshole behind closed doors like a normal human being. See, I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm the... Uh, like, do not like it all you want, but it's like, you don't need to convince me why you don't like it. 
See, I, I, well, I like when people don't like something that I do. or Yeah, or it's or, because I do. You don't like, okay, that's yeah. not going to make me stop liking it. No, it, it, it does one of two things. One, it makes me like it even more because oh, I examine yeah. why I like it. Yeah. Because I, I don't think a lot of people, like, like, they like a song and they don't know why they like it. Yeah. Other than like, it oh, being this is my song. Or... Yeah. yeah, but if you ask somebody to articulate that, like, next time somebody goes, oh, that's my jam. Like, oh, what do you like about it? They'll go, I, I don't know. Like, that, you know, that thing. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know why they like it, so they've never investigated it because no one's ever asked them about it. But when you get somebody to, like, question you about it, like, they might go back and be like, why do I fucking like that song? And then they'll be like, oh, I like it because of this. Like, this is, like, if they take yeah. the time to do it at all. Otherwise, I might just say, like, oh, well, I fucking like it. And I just fucking like it. But, like, when people, like, call me on something, I go, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Why do I fucking like that shit? You know, like, my wife is good at that shit. She'll be like, hey, why are you doing that? Like, why did, and I'll be like, uh, fucking. Well. Well. And then I have to be, like, honest with myself and be like, well, I don't, I don't know. And I'll have to think about it. And then. I'll either be like, you know what? Maybe I don't like it as much as I thought, or but I like it because we, of this. That's how we spark creativity. That's how we spark diversity is someone hey. coming up with a different perspective. Like, we wouldn't have the Industrial Revolution without it. We wouldn't have the fucking light bulb and shit like that yeah, yeah. without somebody saying, no, I think there's another way. I think there's another perspective we need to explore. I think there's more data we need to collect. So, you know, the fact that we live in such a cancel culture is hard to do that. It's hard to maintain, like I was saying, that narrative when we live in such a cancel culture. Yeah, dude. You know, when we have thousands of children missing and no coverage and, you know, yet people are just, I'm like, did we forget the Capitol was stormed? Like, and this was watching like a fucking Hunger Games shit, like... You know, like they were having a cocktail party while these people were being trampled. Like, doesn't that stand for anything anymore with anybody? And it's like, you know, everybody's on to the next trend. Everybody's on to the next this. It's like, but people like us, we see things a little bit differently. We're just like, hey, like this is not right. You well, know, well, and the, amidst well, all that, it's isn't it like, like the news cycle is just so. The news cycle is just looking for the next thing. Yeah, I mean. Look at, it's literally, this is America, that whole video. Yeah. Like, literally, the whole point was to show that no matter what goes on, the chaos continues. The killings, the slayings, the slander of people like us, of artists like us, you know, it's just on to the next. You know, when we're here, like, hey, no, 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 we need to unpack this. Because this affects us. You know, like I said, we are now in a position where we're in a society where we don't have to hide. You know, my well, dad grew up going to, you know, uh, a gas station. My dad's black and Puerto Rican. And my grandpa being full-blooded Puerto Rican, my grandmother being African-American. They had a shotgun pulled on them just to get gas. You know, it's like that's what he grew up in. It's like this still the same like, you think you're born in the wrong era? We still have milkshakes and racism. Like, sit down. So the fact that, again, we're now in this society where we ourselves can now control what we have and how much access people have to that, and it's the exposure that we can create for ourselves, which is why I'm so happy you asked me to 
do this podcast with you. Well, and it's like, you know, again, there's so much against us. There's so much trying to silence us that we now have taken those reins back. And we're like, no, we're not going to be quiet. We're not going to stop. See, I think, I think like now that there's not, there's not that many gatekeepers anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we can just come in here and fucking hit record mm-hmm. and we can put this shit out and people are going to hear it. Yeah. You know, it's a, we don't need a big radio station. We don't need uh, MTV. We don't need uh, ABC, NBC. We don't need any of that shit. We, don't like need the, we regulate those dude, things. Dude, look, no shade to fucking uh, We Are Sacramento. I used to watch them all the time when I lived in Vacaville. Salon. I said, no, no shade whatsoever, but I watch it now and I'm like, nobody talks in their real voice. It's a TV voice. It just seems like everybody talks, everybody talks like this, like, Hey, how you doing? All right. Good to see you. So uh, tell me about what you're doing here. Like everyone's got that same fucking voice and it's just so inauthentic. It's like, ah, like when I listen to a podcast, dude, I listen to a podcast and I'm like, you know, I listen to We Are Sacramento. Shout out to We Are Sacramento. Uh, Dope ass podcasts. They're, uh, you know. They talk about, you know, uh, real, like, day-to-day stuff. And uh, they're dope, dude, so check them out if, uh, if you haven't already. But when you turn it on, you're going to hear three people talking as they are. Like, when, you, when the mics are off, they still talk like that. They talk like that. That's how they talk. Like, uh, I, I speak with them all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's who they are. Whereas when you talk to, like, a, a TV personality... Like, you know, they're using a TV voice. Yeah. And it's... it's I will it's, tell it's, you, I did meet V. Neal at Sinister Creature Con. Who? V. Neal. So she was the makeup artist for, like, Beetlejuice, Lost oh, Boys. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I met her, and she was so sincere. Yeah. Like, I could sense it. And it was just amazing to know that she's still very humble. I gave her one of my, my paintings. Oh, I, I think I saw that. I think yeah. I saw that. Um, it was it was awesome. It was a really uh, gratifying moment in my career. You know, that's a huge thing. Not a lot of people can, like I said, say that or, you know, say that they've well, walked that uh, path. What, uh, before Lydia Dietz, was there any like teenage? Well, I guess you could say Wednesday Adams, but but like real like teenage girl, who, like goth girl who was like into weird shit. Like there was anybody on in film like that? Like Nancy from The Craft. But that She's was before. But that was before. That was way after. That was like ten oh, years yeah, after. Before, so I'm yeah. saying when Lydia Dietz first hit in 1989 or whatever it was, like there was. N- I don't remember there being a character like that. Maybe you I mean say in like Elvira. the B movies, like uh, Return of the Living Dead. Okay, I I I can get that. The teenagers that are hanging out with the same, they're all goth and right, right. But that that was more like a like a cult like a b that's, movie yeah that's yeah, like cult. literally the only thing yeah I can you see think like of. cinemax at like you know 11 yeah. 30 at night or some shit but beetlejuice was like a, a fucking like number one at the box office type shit yeah you know and that was like that was my first introduction to goth girls and i was like something here what's going on yeah. there you know what i mean like hey and then and then i started noticing them like oh there's the, that is a thing because you know back then you know people just Everything was about like teased hair and hot pink, like halter tops and, and that type of shit. And uh, LA gear shoes, like that was, that was a thing. Like that's what I would see when I would step out of the house. 
But then when I saw Beetlejuice, then I realized, oh, there's also these weirdos who smoke cigarettes like by the bus stop. And some of those girls are kind of cute. Like, that's weird. But I hadn't noticed that before because I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just I just noticed what I guess what TV told me to notice. Yeah. I mean, it's you know what I mean? Every part of what we grew up watching and seeing is propaganda. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to paint it however that narrative is. Like, I literally watched this the clip from Seventh Heaven. And she's like, it's the wife and the husband in oh, the dude. kitchen, right? Yeah. And she's like, I have something to tell you. I've experienced in college before. And I have smoked pot. Oh, and, like, dude. it shows his face and he's just like, <gasps> like, he's just, like, so devastated. Like, right. so, I mean, growing up seeing that as a kid, you're like, holy shit, how could she do that? You know, it's like, you Look, know, I, so a I, lot I, of what we see has been propaganda that we've had to unlearn. Like as adults and realize that's it, really it so not how it that, is. That was on the WB, but yeah. they also had the Wayans brothers. Yeah. And like, like that, that was, what was it, that, Dawson's like, Creek, like to finish it off. Yeah. But, and they also had Buffy. Yes. So, so talk about diversity. And then Angel. See, Ooh, so, so like, it, yeah, Angel was good at, but it was only like two seasons. They, they kind of blew their wad and people were like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Once Fred got killed, it, it was like, what are we doing? I mean, it was honestly Spike for me in Buffy. I will say that. Yeah, Spike. Um, but, dude, like that, talk about diversity. Like, that was a fucking diverse network, dude. It was. Like, they had, like, the the most contrived like evangelical like, family ever. And they yeah. had fucking demons running around, you know, killing Like, my parents kids. religiously watched In Living Color. Oh, dude, I religiously watched In Living Color as, like, <laughs> at, an, at, like, eight, nine, ten years old. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like in we 1990, grew up watching those. I grew up watching that shit, dude. <clears throat> we used to watch them as they aired, like on, they used to be on Sunday nights. Like nothing's on on Sunday nights anymore, but they used to be on Sunday nights, dude, on Channel 2 in the Bay Area. Damn. I used to watch that shit, dude. It was fucking classic. But, oh, dude, that Seventh Heaven thing, I saw that video and I commented on one of the videos. I was like, oh, shit, smoking weed. I thought she was going to say something about anal. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, what's this lady I was talking like, is about? Is their daughter a lesbian or something? Like, uh, she's like, I've experimented in college too. Like, I'm trying pot. some butt stuff. You know, what are you gonna do? I mean, those Christians. College is a hell of a time. You know what I mean? She smokes pot. You know. What, I mean? what are you gonna do? I mean, Mary. She didn't have to say her body count. Why do I? Like, come on. Like, yeah. God's okay with abortions. Like, He sent His only Son to die. Like, yeah, but He didn't abort him. So that's that's a little flawed. He he didn't abort him. He let him come to term. What thirty two? Yeah, that's what I was saying. He is a full term <laughs> child. Yeah, he was in his what, uh, <laughs> fucking hundred uh, trimester, <laughs> hundred and twelfth trimester. So that's a little, you know. I got harassed little... by one of those guys. Like, at, it's like some fellowship church outside of Target. And they're like, "Yeah, we're raising money for a rehab and blah blah blah." I'm like, "That's great," but I was like. I, I don't know where this money's going. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't For contribute. Rehab? I was like, I don't contribute to churches. Like, I'm sorry. You know, the most untaxed place in these, like, cities. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Like, no, I'm not going to be made feel bad for not giving you money. You know, stuff yeah, like I don't, that. Yeah, uh, I don't it's feel like, bad how about... Do you... I don't feel bad about not giving anybody money. If no. I want to give you money, I'll give you money. Yeah, I'm not going to feel bad for not doing it. If I don't want to, it's either. Yeah, like I usually, if I have like leftovers or, you know, I know I have like water in my car or something. Yeah, of course I'll give that shit away. Like I don't mind doing that. 
it's just like the people who it just seems like I don't know like I've seen those videos where people are followed and they have like a million dollar homes and like houses but they literally dress themselves as poor people to panhandle like I'm sure that I'm sure that exists but most people who panhandle spend money on drugs I work I work at a rehab I work at various rehabs so I I know like I've I've heard the stories I've, like it sucks like, like oh my god your cousin died am, again this week and you like, need to pay for the funeral like I had a friend what? who who told me she would panhandle and she would like recycle tires she'd recycle cans she recycle like anything she could because she had a three hundred dollar a day heroin habit Jesus I'm like dude three hundred dollars a day and she goes three hundred dollars a day it's like or or else I'd be shitting myself throwing up fucking sweating in a dumpster yeah. yeah and she took me she took me to uh, to Stockton to uh, to the place where she had an overturned dumpster that was her fucking living abode like yeah. that's where she fucking stayed and she's yeah. like oh I this was in Stockton for about four years yeah, and she she told me like look I'd go to the Salvation Army right here there's a church right here where I'd go get fresh socks because I don't like wet socks like so you know every day I'd go over there get this get that get new clothes leave my old clothes throw them in the trash like, and, you know, and I'd go panhandle for my fucking fix for the day. Otherwise, I'd be hurting. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, shit, dude. Yeah, but it's just sad that people have to turn inward to rely on themselves, you know, to get help. And it's like some people really just don't know how. And it's like we should be able to go to our government for help. We should be able to go to our doctors for help. You know, I can speak personally on uh you know, going to a doctor for help, I had to get my gallbladder removed. Remember, that was a nightmare for you, dude. I couldn't I work. You know, I couldn't keep food down. Um, I couldn't sleep just because of how much pain I was in. And my doctor just basically said, well, you've dealt with it for this long. It took me five years. <laughs> what the fuck? It took me five years to get approved for surgery for doctors to listen to me. I finally got a female doctor, yeah. and, and she's your, like, hey, your, yeah, let's get this the hell out of you. Wasn't your job giving you shit at the same time? Oh, yeah. Like, I'll put them all on blast right now. I don't care. Dude, go because ahead. Because, again, it's, it's, you know, I came from the <laughs> medical field. Um, I was a medical receptionist. I was, uh, like, behind the scenes. I did appointment setting. I did dental reception. I did medical record coordinating I was basically working under our medical director who signs off like the big shit, like people who need hospital beds, people who need like stints in their chest and like IV drips and shit like that. I was in charge of making sure those documents were signed off every day. That sounds like death for a creative. And tell me why I would do it for $13 an hour. Why? Because like when people say what's the most idea. Yeah, people say what's the most humiliating humiliating thing you've done for money i said i've i've had to uh basically showcase my work and my worth and say this is what i feel i should be paid based off of my skills and how i can help your company that's the most humiliating thing i've done and for them to negotiate with me no that's the most humiliating thing i've done for money Uh, it's like when people say like I guess, I mean, for me, I felt like I was a slave to money. I felt like I stayed in this job because I had bills to pay and toilet paper to buy. Dude, and, and I'm surrounded and by kids, people that hate me. Yes. Oh, when you have kids, dude, it's like... It's like you have no choice. You have no it's choice. like, what, what do I do? 
my job is at a dead end. My art feels like it's a chore now. I'm coming home and feeling drained completely. I have patients telling me, I hope your husband beats your ass every day when you get home. Fuck you, bitch. Because I wouldn't give consent to information on her brother's chart. That's a real, uh, that's so a real it's, it's a real, it's a real ass thing. You know, it's like, I've had people threaten to come to the office to beat me up. Oh, I'll find you bitch. But you know, it's like, no, I can't help people with their medical and dental issues anymore. I was good at it, but I wasn't going to about, I wasn't about to stay stuck in that. Well, did you made the right move, man? Uh, I, I tell people all the time, and I think this pandemic has showed that, Hey, it did. you don't fucking, you don't need to do anything you don't want to do. No, it was literally like fucking that SpongeBob movie where Plankton had all like the buckets on people's heads. I felt like I fucking got a bucket kicked off my head and Patrick's like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, That's Dude. what it feels like because again, it was, again, I was put into a box thinking that this is the only parameters you have. You have to comply within this well, box. Well, in school, that's what they teach you, right? Yeah. That's, in school, they teach you, you got to get a job. My parents implemented this. that so much as for me as a kid. It's like, oh, why do you think you go to school? So you can work. It's like, no, you go to school so you can explore, so you can learn, so you can discover about yourself. It is not to serve well, it is not well, to in, in a point, comply. In, in, but that, again, is those things that we are told as kids or grew up in because that's what their parents did. And now that we are able to be between that era because I was born in 1990. So I was still there for beepers and floppy disks. And I've also converted to CDs and now, you know, um, flash drives and now everything's digital. So I've had that whole expansion of technological advance that my parents still can't grasp. Like you said, my, your mom's like, what the fuck is a podcast? Like, yeah. you're like, no, it's not a recipe mom. Like it's an actual thing. Well, but it's like, I think, I think school for the most part is to teach you how to be a good worker. Yeah. That's it's a, not, it, it doesn't teach it's you. It's literally how to, that B movie. You've okay. seen, have you seen the B movie? Did your kids watch that? The no. Jerry Seinfeld. No. So he goes up as a worker B and he realizes, no, I don't want to be a fucking worker. Like, I do this for the rest of my life. Like, you know, why is everybody so blindly following to be a fucking worker bee and not see what else they like? So that's, I think that's a huge movie that I really, even though, even like, oh my God, this is a kid's movie. I'm like, oh my God. No, dude. But it's like, it totally, it, it like, it struck, struck a nerve because it's like, you know, again, we chose different paths. We chose different you know, lives, you know, our parents' goal should be, you should be better than me, better than what I was. You yeah, know, we're is, always told, like, what's yeah, their but, idea but, of better? Th that's what, what is, I said. What does better mean? Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, what is your definition of better? Yeah, what does you know, that how do mean? You know, how do you uh, hold again? That. Yeah, how do you quantify that? How do you concretize that? And show what that you... What does concretize you, mean? Like, to make... Uh, oh, to make it concrete? Yeah, to, no, like, solidify... It. Yeah, concretize, like concrete. Concretize, yeah. Concretize, that's a fucking Yeah, $10, I have, I'm an encyclopedia of random vocabulary words. My dad's an English teacher. I, I, read, I read a book, uh, it was about... Uh, you read a book Greek, once? No, 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 <laughs> it, was, it was about, uh, it was about um, the origins of the English language. Like mm -hmm. the word cog means brain. So when you think like a cog and wheels Cognizance. And stuff, cognizance, cognition, precognition... 
you know, re- recognition, like mm-hmm. when you recognize something, that fucked me Recognize- up. Yeah. I was like, whoa, cog is like, it's just How Greek the turntables for- have turned. Oh, dude, it fucked me up. I was like, so there's all these words. So now when I hear like a root word, I'm like, oh, that's why they, they ask, mm-hmm. like at the spelling bees, like some oh, fucking, yeah. like some super smart 11 year old kid from a foreign country is going to be like, uh, what is it? What is the origin? And they'll be like, uh, it's uh, Latin. They'll be like, hmm. I concretize. C O R. I can't. I can't spell it. I'm fucking terrible at spelling. Concretize. You're like correct. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, again, it's like you know. I love you know a lot of. I mean, most of the time, like with how people view me and you know their perception of me, you know that's not my responsibility. You know, it's, it's like true. looking at people like us. People don't think that we have you know. And education, people don't think we have, you know, access to, you know, these resources. And it's just insulting because it's like, yes, I can speak. I'll give you another vocab word extemporaneously, meaning I can I can talk about it without thinking about it. So, again, people like to underestimate people that look like us. And I I I love showing up and showing out and excelling at what I'm good at. See, I like showing up and I just show up and go, I'm me. Yeah, my most authentic self. It's like, does it bother you that I live as myself and you can't? Yeah, dude, I I think it's important for like to teach kids like, hey. Just be be you. Look at, be be yourself unless you're a fucking prick. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like be yourself unless you're a fucking prick. And if you're a fucking prick. Figure out why you're a fucking prick and then stop. Be not be kind. Don't be nice. Don't be a fucking pushover. Don't be a, a yes. Don't man. ask for permission, but forgiveness. That's that's a that's a fucking that's a case by case thing. Because if some dude sticks his finger in my butt, I'm gonna be like, hey, dude. You're just like, <laughs> fucking, hey. Yeah, give me. You know what I mean? Ask. You know what I mean? Ask. Captain Insano shows you know, no mercy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking ask. <laughs> Don't don't ask for forgiveness because you know at that point that ship is sailed, dude. I gotta go wipe now. What the fuck? You know what I mean? So there's, I, I get what you're saying. Like, don't apologize for for, fucking, who, you for are. who you are. Like, why why the fuck do I have to shrink myself to make other people well, comfortable? Well, well, there are people who are, and that's what I've told my son from. I've told him this since probably third grade, second grade, because he you know had an encounter with another kid. He was. Uh, like waving his name tag in front of him and like, you know, took it from him. I said, Lucas, not everybody's going to like you. And that's okay. They don't have to like you. It's your job to like you. That's their problem if they don't like you. I wanted to take off the expectation that my child has to be liked. My child has to be accepted. It's like when I can show him that as long as you know who you are, who gives a shit what people think of you? Well, well like, and I, I think about those scenarios because right now uh, Will is three and he's going to start like, well, he's already having social interactions with kids at, at daycare. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like when those things happen, when, when those kind of moments happen, I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell him like, Hey man, watch that kid. You know, the kid who's mean to you, watch him, see how other people react to him. Because it's not you. No, like it's you not are not you, the man. problem. Yeah, you're That's not, what you're I not want the problem, dude. And him to and the, know. Oh, I'm over here knocking shit. Oh. And the and the other thing is like like that kid. 
like I didn't think about this when I was a kid, but I'm gonna point to my to point out to my kids like, hey, dude, like that kid probably gets treated like that at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you're, like where I live, yeah, you're they kind literally lock their kids outside all day. Well, let them do whatever the hell they want. I mean, one of them's in diapers. No, so, I mean, no, no, it's no. it's just a there's little too many crazy. Weirdos. There's yeah, too many, that's there's what too I'm many saying. It's, weirdos, dude. I I just it, it it sat uncomfortably with me, and I'm like, Lucas, why do you think you see these kids outside with no shoes on? It's raining. Like it flooded yesterday. Like up to a, like our passenger like tires in our parking lot because there's like a divot that they have not fixed this whole time. <laughs> but you know, their kids are literally just out there walking around. And there's no no jacket, no shoes. I mean, you know, and when you're it's just it, like it's again, so I I can't pass judgment because I it's not that kid's fault. It's not that kid's it's, fault. It's not because they're just a baby. This is a baby in diapers. And you know what's fucked so, up is like when I was a kid. Again, I, it's the mother. I've had to confront her more than one time. Yeah, but people like that. It's just like they're just gonna look if a, if a person is has that kind of mindset about their kid, they're they're not open to constructive criticism. I mean, it's just like your kids are not dogs. You know, you I, don't just lock your dog out outside all day and let it just do its thing. Yeah, you know, and then come back and be like, "Oh, where have you been? Um, where see, have well, you been?" I'm I'm like the I'm the opposite of 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 those kind of parents. Like I well, if anything. I lock the kids in the room. Be like, "Hey, you guys, fucking sit in there. Play nice. Be good." Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I mean you guys, you guys. I got two boys other? too, so I know how it's literally Escalito you know? and Nacho <laughs> that I live with, and my downstairs neighbors fucking hate me. They they don't speak English. They're Russian. I know they hate me. They don't have to say it <laughs> how do you in say English. I, hate I just you know in that they do. <laughs> but I mean, my kids are just. You already know how the boys are. Yeah, so, they're, they're just boys. They're dude. just like boys. Like they're kids. Like that's the thing. And like, that's and it's not a it's not a kid's fault. Like that like that poor kid who's fucking getting locked out by his parents. It fucking sucks, dude. Because like that kid is getting like that as their frame of reference. That's for life. the environmental uh, influence that that kid is going through. And again, I can't get mad, but yeah, I can get mad at your mom. I can't get mad at you. <laughs> Oh, no, but yes, your mom knows better. Here's the thing, though. You should know better, but it's like it, not it, by everybody it, knows better. Not, yeah, dude. It's the comprehension, like I was saying. You can tell people till you're blue in the face that two plus two is four, and they're going to be it's, like, no, 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 no it's fuck five. That. It's fucking five, dude. My, you, know what? Like, my, you know what? My fucking dad told me it was five, and who you. the fuck are you to tell me, hey, you know, get the yeah. fuck out of here with your four-thinking ass. And that's how people are. They're like, no, no. Like, there's only common core method figuring this out so fuck you like yeah. it's like no what the hell like but it's it, what's it called cognitive dissonance mm -hmm. like you're seeing something that is obviously contradictory to what you've learned your whole life and it's, it's the imprints that our parents put on us and you can't unlock that like that thing's like locked in it's hard you know what i mean and and that's why that's why uh it's so hard with drug addicts that's why it's so hard with um, with people who are stuck in cycles of abuse, whether they're the abusers or the person being abused, because they're fucking just locked in that. Like their family yeah. showed them that like at a young age. Oh, yeah. And that's it. Like that's it until there's some fucking aha moment, you know, and anything short of that, like, you know, me going like, hey, buddy, you're, you know, your kid's out here. I was like, well, mind your own fucking business. 
Well, oh, oh okay. yeah. Well, That's basically what he well, encounters. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like as parents like us, it's like that sits uncomfortably with me. You know, I I don't know what it would be like not to know what Lucas and Dax are doing all day, which, you know, it's like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like having my kids with me because, again, this has, like, been the root of an issue with my family is choosing to homeschool the boys during during this time. And, you know, I just said, you know, I am their mother. I shouldn't have to explain why I want my children with me. That is the most primal thing I can do as a mother. Yeah, it's the mama bear. Well, yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, you expect me to work as if I don't have children, and you expect me to raise my children as if I don't work. And now that I've found a medium and beautiful balance between that, you're still mad? You know, it's like, I, I, you know. Well, well again, the, they're looking at you through the fucking prism their family uh, yeah, gave that's them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, it, breaking generational curses is not for the weak. It's not, dude. It's really it, it's not. not. Uh, and shout out to anybody that's going through that right now. Shout out to anybody that um, is walking away from anything that no longer serves them, with, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, uh, romantic relationships, friendships, jobs. You know, something doesn't have to serve you romantically for it to be considered, you know, that it matters. It does matter. You know, something no longer serves you. <laughs> Stop serving it. Well, well, dude, it's look, just, you know, you people, have to know your own capacity. You have yeah, to know I, I don't your threshold. Are, and when people feel like they can move that threshold for you, that's where it becomes a problem. Well, see, I think a lot of people don't know what their threshold is. Yeah. You know what I mean? That takes a lot of fucking. For me, I know out. what my threshold is. I know right. what where I'm at capacity with things of what I will and will not tolerate. Um, you know, that's the difference between me and other people, especially with, within my family, because they do feel that, you know, I'm so righteous in this and that. No, that has nothing to do with it. That has no, again, merit over me because you're a Christian, because you're what? No, like that gives you no platform to hold that over. Like, who the fuck are you? kind of thing it's just like if someone came up to you and be like i don't like the way you talk to your kids or i don't like the way you dress nobody asked you it's like you have to have this sort of again threshold of what you're able to withstand and tolerate just kind of like with a mosquito in your ear how long is it going to take till you're like okay i'm about to fucking beat this mosquito's ass like you know it's like you again a lot of people don't want to discover their threshold because it takes work anything that requires work they're just like oh shit i don't know if i can do it it's like but isn't the opposite opposite of it also true like the other extreme because that's that that's one extreme like people who don't uh look at their threshold and then there's some people who just say who do sit with it, who do, or like, yeah. hey, like, no, this isn't right. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, you it's have kind a of voice like, in your head yeah, that's a, like, there's hey. A, there's a balance. Like, look, like, I don't smoke weed very often, right? But when I do, like, uh, people, uh, it, it always makes me think about how, how shitty I was to people I love. Uh, you reflect. I like, mean, like you go to a 
different level. You come outside of yourself, just kind of like with your art. Well, there's like and this you're voice. just like, hey, the, there's like is... this little voice that, and my sister, like my sister, hasn't smoked weed in fucking forever, right? D, but, I love yeah, her. but dude, D, D fucking love loves you. you, by the way. Hey, D, shout out to <laughs> my sister, D. She's the fucking D best. D smart dude. ass. D smart ass on, <laughs> on the IG. I, I'm pretty sure it's private, but you know, send a request. Why I not? Love her. Fucking flutter with requests. Go ahead. Uh, D smart ass at, at, uh, at D smart ass on the gram. What? You know, she, she's like, she's like, I won't do it, dude, because, you know, I, I fucking, I, I get a little paranoid. And I'm like, is it? Because for me, like, there's this voice. And I used, to, I used to think it was like the voice of God telling me like, like, hey, hey, you know, you're, you're kind of a jerk to that guy earlier. And it's like, no. And it's like, well, maybe you were. Think about it. I'm like, fuck, you're right. We all literally had dude, like. Listen, we went to Aftershock. All right. Oh, you and did. Like, How we went was to after- it? Oh, dude, it was fucking amazing, dude. It was Rad. fucking amazing. From uh, Cypress Hill, fucking yes. killed the dude. Cypress Hill killed it on Thursday, and then Friday. Well, it was Saturday night, and we convinced Vicky to go because one of our friends came up from SoCal, and he had an extra fucking day pass, uh, oh, extra hell fucking yeah. four day pass. So he was like, "Hey, you know, they I bought two, and they sent me four, two VIPs that he bought, but they sent him two general admission ones as well." And he contacted them and they oh, said, shit. he contacted them and they said, dude, just use them. They're already, you know, they're already fucking programmed. So fucking, yeah, like you know, a little, yeah there's, a, there's a chip in there that you have to activate. Um. So he's like, all right, cool. And Vicky had work on Friday and Saturday, uh, yeah. I mean, on, on Thursday and, and Friday. So she didn't go and she's feeling a little sick on uh, Friday. But on Saturday, we were able to convince her because she wanted to go see Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, and we're like, oh, dude. Hey, dude. Also, I heard people oh, were throwing stuff at dude, him. Uh, look, here's I was the thing. Like, I, was, dude, I was there. He walked past us because we were along the center barricade. So he walked past us and, and people like somebody hit him like with a soda can or something. And they don't even allow soda cans in there. But they hit him with a soda can and it, like he had his arm like up a little bit. So it like kind of stayed there for a bit. He had to like straighten his arm out for it to go away. But oh, he, he uh, dude, he, he fucking put on a really good show, dude. He was fucking good. He was singing. He was actually playing the guitar. Oh, okay. He was fucking, he was, he was really good. And I was like, there was, yeah, there was, there I don't was like, ever like Trump anyone there was like probably, getting on stage there was, and like shredding or actually playing a song and like, there was you know, probably singing. Like, like 15, like, that's 20, intimidating. 000, I could never do that shit. There's probably like 15, 20,000 people watching him. And there's oh, maybe, yeah. maybe a hundred people booing him. But like I watched yeah. like some of the I watched yeah. some of the the things on on Instagram saying that everyone was booing him. Uh, that wasn't true. I was we were like, what? That's fucking <laughs> lame. That wasn't true. Yeah, dude. that's what I'm saying. And like I, I said, everybody like yeah. tries to jump and, and, on the next trend with and he no fucking, he information. Put a, he put on a fucking a really good show, and I'm Megan, like, that fucking dude. He Megan, came out here and he proved the point. He said, hey, for me, all you guys who uh, who, who yes, supported man, me, but he, he put on a good show. Offspring was up, right? Offspring came up, and dude. We sm- I, may I heard you. Like, I heard I may, you could smoke may, pot in there. Okay. Oh yeah, they they have a thing in there where they had like um, weed maps. So if you oh, like download the weed maps rad. app, they 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 buy you can buy your shit and they let it in. And then oh. inside they had like uh, cause Canna whatever like Canna, it was one of the sponsors. Mm-hmm. They had like their own stage. Mm-hmm. And was they it had cookies? a booth. No, no, they they had like they had like a like a road show. Oh, inside okay. but on the outside you could buy stuff and they just go to their van and give it to you mm-hmm. well on the inside they had like a road show and it showed you like some of the stuff they had some of their products They're like but we can't sell any i'm like oh next year you fuckers are gonna be selling this shit here because there was like no fights 
Oh, Almost shit. every year that I go, there's at least one fight. I don't know. Everybody was in everybody the couch. Everybody's fucking high, dude. Look, everyone's high. <laughs> so, look. I, everybody look was at, in the couch. So, I'm not saying that I did smoke weed. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Maybe, maybe I got a got contact like, high. Whatever. Box. Look, at whatever it was, it was shoulder to shoulder. It was <laughs> the most people I've ever seen in my life. And, dude, some dude comes up with his girlfriend and he's like, hey, I know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. He's like, he wants to get up closer. And he's like, hey, my, my family's up there. I go, yeah, bro, where's your family? Yeah, a lot of people's girlfriends yeah, are up there, man. And he's like, he's like, no, From Wayne's like, world. like my family. Like, yeah, exactly, dude. He's like, yeah, well. Yo, no, a I'm lot of to, people's family are up there. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, yeah, my family's, I, I go, yeah, where are they, dude? What are their names? And, and Vicky's like, hey, dude. And I'm like pressing him. <laughs> Vicky, she's yeah. like serious. She's His like, wife is like seriously the sweetest. She's like so sweet. She doesn't want any problems. on earth. Like, I love her. Dude, and I'm like, hey, hey, just fucking no. And then she like tugs my arm. She goes, you just let him go. And I go, hey, go ahead, bro. Like, just go ahead. Because, right? I'm like, just go ahead, bro. And I was like, I was like kind of mad. I'm like, this fucking dude. I'm going to believe that shit. Like, fuck this Your guy. wife is an angel. Like, she's That's a fucking why. angel. That's she's what a I'm fucking saying. angel. But here's the thing. Once I got that, Girl, contact I'm a demon. High, That's okay, the thing. Once I got that contact high or whatever the fuck it was, uh, immediately, immediately, <laughs> I thought I should go apologize to that guy. <laughs> like, look, man, he's with his girlfriend, and I'm pressing him in front of his girl. Like, I didn't have to do that. And I'm like, why did I do that? And then I was like. I don't care if somebody cuts in front of me. Like, I don't care, dude. You're with your girl. You're trying to yeah. get her a better spot. I get it. And then I thought, oh, it's because my fucking bitch ass ego wanted to protect Vicky. Yes. You I, mean, I mean, it's and out I was of like, love. Oh, like, it's hey, out but, of. But here's the thing. Preserving she, your little. But, but here's the thing. Beautiful spot you guys have. But like, she didn't care. Yeah. She didn't care. So why the fuck do I care? I'm like, I just want to be a fucking macho guy. Like, oh, yeah, fuck you. And I was like, ah, oh, dude. And then, you know, uh. Andrea bolted on us, you know, and yeah, Andrea. Yeah, yeah. she fucking bolted on us. And I was like, where the fuck's Andrea? And so we had to go look for her. Dude, I, I mentioned this. Uh, I might have mentioned this in one of the other podcasts. But, dude, it was when we got up to like this little meeting spot that we had. Because as soon as we got there, hey, uh, pro tip for anybody who's festivaling or at, a, That's at like an outdoor concert. That's like seriously the best part about going have, out with other parents. It's like have, everybody knows where the bathroom is. Yeah, you have to have spot. a fucking meetup spot. So we <laughs> went to the meetup spot. And normally, without the crowd, it would take maybe a, less than a minute to walk there from where we were. Yeah. It took us about 15 minutes to navigate through the crowd. And when we got to the top of Little Hill, dude, it was the most people I've ever seen in my life in one place. It was like, because the other stages oh, had like shut down. So everybody had come to watch Offspring. And dude, it was fucking crazy, man. My friend's mom used to work for Van's Warped Tour when oh, we so, were kids. So you know. Yeah, like she got us posters and shit when we were, we're like third grade. The we're like, fuck yeah. I had a Pennywise poster. Oh, Pennywise in was my there. Room. Yeah. We saw Pennywise. We saw. Um, she got me Blink 182 posters. Oh, Blink was supposed she to be there, but they, they canceled. I know. Like, I want to see them. Oh, my God. Yeah, but dude, the whoever the new guy is, the new guitar player, like, he doesn't sing the parts right. Like, I want it's somebody like to be Tom. like, how are you? Like, that's the whole point. <laughs> Like Mark sings like, blah, 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 and then fucking Humboy sings like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like there was no, but that's the dynamic and it sounds cool. And this other guy's like, how are you? It's like, fuck, dude, like this isn't, what are we doing here? Yeah. It's just, it's not, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Live music is weird like that. It's either really fucking good or it's kind of a letdown. It's like, ah, like, so, like. Mine's like literally all over the place because like growing, even growing up mixed race, like my parents still had an eclectic music taste. 
Like my dad was like super into Motown, you know, soul, jazz. Yeah. But his his favorite artist is also Neil Young. <laughs> like he's the most whitewashed black guy you'll ever meet. <laughs> you know, his, you know, fucking Nike that's high tops hey, but that's from 15 diversity. years ago are still in pristine you but, know, but he condition. gave that, but he gave that like to you. He gave you those big ears where you yeah. like he listened to a lot of shit that his his friends probably gave him shit for, but he listened to some shit that he liked. And then like yeah, that's and, what then, I'm and then he exposed that's, you to that's it. That's the diversity. That's you yeah. know what I'm grateful mostly for is just the all the cultures that I come from. Yeah. You know, my like dad Neil being Young. black and Puerto Rican, my mom's Mexican, Filipino, and we're Mescalero Apache. So, like, I grew up, you know, seeing my parents, and it's like, these are two different images, but it's the same because it's me. That was the way they helped me translate it because my dad always was like, you're going to be different. You're going to look different. You're not going to look like your peers, basically. Like, they've always implemented that, that we are black, we are Mexican, we are minorities. And, you know, there are going to be people that don't like you. You know, they've had to have those talks about racism with me growing up as a kid, you know, and I've had the same talks with Lucas. You know, it's 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 a hard thing to have an open dialogue, you know, with your kids. Yeah, but, but it's 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 weird now because. But it's like, again, like not, not being here. ashamed of who you are, you know, where you right. come from, because, you know, that's what makes you you. Like what, who, in... who should be nobody should be ashamed of where you come from. And, you know, the things, you know, that have made, you know, what are some of the traditions you hold in your family? You know, it's like for us, you know, we always ate Mexican food on Christmas and soul food and, you know, uh, Puerto Rican food at my grandma's on Christmas. It's like I grew up having both of those things exposed to me. That's normal to me. You know, it's like I... It, it it hurts to hear, you know, how some kids now feel like, you know, oh, I'll never fit in. Or it's like, no, you are you. You don't have to fit into anything. But that's always you know, been a thing. Yeah. Even when I was a kid, it's, it was now, always like you wanted to have it. It was, you know, fucking it, where I come from in San Jose, it wasn't so much a race thing as it was an economic thing. Yeah, Either had money or was, you didn't. Yeah. And maybe, you know, in Fairfield, you know, it's like I said, it's a different demographic, but I grew up, yeah. everybody was fucking some kind of brown. Yep. Every, yeah. Everybody's some kind of, you know I mean? Everybody's some kind of mixed. Even the white kids are like a quarter something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, it's like, it was extreme opposites because my parents tried to send me to a Christian school. They tried to send me to Vacaville <laughs> Christian where I made up like the 50% black people there. It was like me and another student, but... You know, again, they were predominantly white. I didn't fit in there. You know, I looked completely different from those kids, completely different from my peers. You know, when they pulled me from a public school where a lot of my peers looked like me or family. You know, I had black people in my family, Puerto Rican people in my family. I have Mexican people in my family. I have native people in my family. I have Filipino people in my family. So, yeah, when I do see those other races, Within my community as a kid, it's like, yeah, well, you're my family too. It's like, oh, well, no, you're only half of this. You're only half of that. No, it's not what I'm trying to be. It's what I am. Yeah. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I always try to make that Im- important thing with the boys that they know where they come from and what our cultures are because that's one 
good thing I took away from my parents was that they always made that known of how interesting and how worthy of preserving that information is and passing down that information was for them. So that is one thing I do model after my parents is making sure that our culture is known. Okay, so what's what's your legacy? What do you want your legacy to be? I mean, you know, you can refer to this 10 years from now because it probably evolve as you, you know, as you get older. But right now, no, God forbid, fucking meteor hits us right now. All right. We all, you know, we're all gone. We're all dust. What, what do you want your legacy to be as an artist, as a parent, like, you know, as a sister, daughter, brother, you know, whatever. How, yeah, how do you want to be? Um, how do, what, what do you want to leave behind? Like... <laughs> Love has struck a nerve. Um, but it's like... <laughs> Good. Swallow it up. Um, it's like, I want to be able to, again, show my kids that you can change the trajectory of your life. You know, all my life, my I've been judged. I've been looked at twice. I've not even been looked at twice on those spectrums. Um, taken seriously. Um, heard or seen. And I want to leave this legacy of creativity for my kids. You know, again, we're living in a world that's not getting any less scary. You know, sometimes those things can be controlled. Sometimes those things can be treated as symptoms of our society. And you can see who is really sick and who is really not sick. Um, you know, I just want them to know to just go for it. Follow your dreams. You know, there's nobody in this world holding you back but yourself. You know, you're not a statistic. You can never be marginalized. You know, there's a lot of motherfuckers I have to outlive. There's a lot of enemies I got to outlive. There's a lot of things I do out of spite that fuels what I do every day. You know, that's kind of the Easter egg with Ink Between the Lines is, um, you know, again, building this powerhouse of artists of support, you know, really, again, changing that narrative of the BIPOC community. You know, people who are misfits, people who are seen different, who look at the world differently, we matter. And that needs to be highlighted. That needs to be respected. Um, you know, again, we have still bodies being reported of indigenous children being unearthed. And then again, I see people standing outside of Target asking me for money for their church for a rehabilitation program. So again, there are things that I just cannot relate to anymore in this world, in this society. You know, again, I felt like I was a slave to money. I felt like I was a slave to my job, and I lost myself. I never, that's the one thing I want to leave with my kids. Do not lose yourself or anything in this world because you will have such a hard time finding it again. And now that I've found it, it's like people are still mad at that. You know, I want to show that you are completely in control of your life. 
You absolutely have the power to do the great things you want to do and achieve. Because that is a big thing that, that is a big theme in my life of being, again, underestimated, being degraded, being disrespected. Well, I'm trying to complete this vision that I've had for so long in my life, which is to host artist markets and put money back into people's pockets to hopefully help somebody get gas money, hopefully help somebody pay for their kids' medicine, food on their table, something. You know, we live in such a money-hungry, again, society that people want to make it so scarce of how that information is done, how that information is collected, how that information is shared, and it's called school. There is so much free information out there that people don't realize that that is how powerful your knowledge can be is how great you try to water it. Again, there's so many things against us. There's so many things. Yeah, but that's only half of it. There's so many things for us. Yes, and that's what like, I want to like, like change. That's, the, that's like my that's, vision like, is like to that's create the thing. that like space. Those things, those things have always been there. Yes. Right, but somehow, some way, like uh, there've been blinders put on us. Yes, you know, by different people. Like uh, you know, I fucking in, in Latino communities, especially like there's a big thing being a sinvergüenza. Like for some reason, you should have shame. Yeah. Like for some reason, you should be embarrassed of something. Like what the fuck? Like my grandma used to say all the time, sinvergüenza, ese sinvergüenza. Like like what? Like why should that guy have shame? Yeah. Like, why should I be ashamed? Like, what? Yeah. Like, like so you should, again, like it's, it's a lot that you're unlearning. Yeah, and it's and it's a cultural thing that that she grew up with that she passed down to her but kids. But again, nobody said, "Hey, down. that's that's not how it's done." Yeah, you know, but, but then but they we didn't. see it and say, "Hey, yeah, that's yeah, not so, how it's done." But then we're the but we're but they were the, the one breaking tradition. We're the ones betraying our you know family beliefs, and it's like, well, why can't I have my own? <laughs> You know, reflection I, I, of that. I, I think uh, one generation just is uh, a rebellion against the the last one, right? It's just kind of like how uh, politics works too. It's the same thing. Yeah. Whatever there is pushing, something else is going to push back. The next thing is going to push back. So there's always, and I think it's little by little, everybody's coming toward the center. Little mm -hmm. by little, little by little, it mm -hmm. happens. And um, dude, you're fucking doing amazing shit in the community. There's a lot of people who, uh, who have you to thank for, you know, arranging. I'm, I'm on the group text. I see how many fucking, every week there's a new show. Every week there's a new, uh, new pop-up. Every week there's, there's somebody getting paid. Every week there's like, and you're, you're always on it, dude. You're always on it. And, um, you know, I wanted to have you on here because you are, you're, 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 you have this vision and you want to bring people with you. And, and you're the kind of people. And I just want to share it. I know, dude. And, and, that's, and it's obvious. And that's why I wanted to have you on here. To, to let people know that you're, you're breaking these fucking boundaries that somebody else gave you. And you're giving people the fucking, you're, you're paving the way for other people to be able to do it with less pushback. Yes. And company along the way. 
So, dude, uh, thank you. You know, we got to get out of here because fucking. Oh, shit. Me, me and Mario been here since fucking four. Uh, we've been oh, up shit. since like 430. This dude beat me. He's up at 430. I'm up at 445. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I, I could not sleep. So we're calling. So we're going to call so, it, dude. And uh, yeah. again, uh, can't thank you enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so thank for you. For being here. And uh, before I go, let's just let's do a little bit of this. Uh, let's send some love to where the love goes. Art Everywhere is a podcast where, uh, and, you know, we're, we're just trying to light on artists that are hiding in plain sight. We have conversations with really cool, creative people in the community. And you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast made possible by We Are Sacramento and The Loft. So, um, so go show some love, man. Show some love to We Are Sacramento. Go show some love on the gram to... Yosa Vibes 666 on, <laughs> on the gram and to the loft 916 on the gram yes, and uh, We Are Sacramento Podcast at We Are Sacramento Podcast on the gram dude um, thank you so much and uh, everybody who's listening at home mom thank you so much we love you catch you next time this podcast is made possible by We Are Sacramento and the loft